looking at the number one California, here we come Right back where we started from Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Welcome to the OCB To the show where we take an in-depth episode by episode book of the seminal An underrated prime type sofa for the early aughts the OC. I am your host for the evening, Mike Gravano, and I'm wondering why I'm being flirted with by my co-host, who I will introduce to you right now, Ryan. I just, I love these live shows, right? We are live streaming in front of millions of people in the audience, and then dozens of people at home listening. Um, and that means that like, live means live, baby. We can't go back. Live is live. So when you say the only podcast that is about the uh, prom top episodes of TV shows, <laughs> uh-huh. so... When you do a show, any TV show, uh, that specifically focuses on the top half of prom dresses and prom yes. suits, that's where we're at. How is it bustled? If you... Is it a corset type? In a show, if your character in a show takes a dreidel to prom, mm-hmm. that's the prom top episode that we're talking about tonight. That is a prom top as fuck. I mean, one of those two things is out of season. Can I ask you a question that I don't know the answer to, but I think I already do? I only ask questions I don't know the answer to. Then you're Who a bad are lawyer. you? A great lawyer. What would you say if I didn't know what a lawyer was? I would say that's Mike. Um, did you ever wear a top hat to prom? <gasps> I feel personally attacked and seen at the same time. Not prom. My my high school. Not prom. Not prom. I'm not a peasant. My high school had three formal dances a year. And I went to none my freshman year because I didn't know how to people. Which meant I went to literally every single one after that, including three... After I graduated. You didn't know how to people, but you did know how to peephole. You did watch the whole oh, thing. Oh, I watched every From the time. bathroom. Um, You're the only guy who stands in the bathroom watching people fully clothed on the outside. And uh, just trying to do the gorilla from Roger Rabbit, but nobody wants to come in that bathroom that just a creepy eye is looking out of. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I believe a winter formal, my sophomore year, I wore an old Jack the Ripper Halloween costume. So f- like a velvet top hat, long black like Victorian trench coat and a white ruffly shirt. Oh, I see. I thought you meant there was one year where Jack the Ripper went as a Frankenstein for Halloween and you wore Jack the Ripper's old Frankenstein Halloween costume. Yes, I did that another time. I also wore a two-faced costume to uh, dance once. Did you ever go as Jack the Tripper where it's as if John Ritter from Three's Company was a serial killer? Yeah, so it's just a normal-looking dude from the 80s covered in blood. You think John Ritter was a normal-looking dude? I think he was normal plus at best. And normal at probable. Wait, I'm very... So fuck you, bud. I don't know. Are you, are you mad because I'm not giving him enough credit or too much? I'm mad because he said one thing. And it wasn't me saying it. All right. Please never say anything with that kind of rhythm and stopping your sentence that way. Because you're like, I'm mad because you said one thing. Huh. <laughs> and keep going. I have music in my heart. I know you do, bud. I know you do. But Ryan, does it feel good to have Chrismica that almost wasn't in our rear view? Well, obviously not. But, I mean, it's a lot Another like... Another four more, four more Eps. Four more Eps. Um, yeah, and they're all in this particular season, right? So this would be the winter four more. Um, I would say... It's like that Twilight Zone episode where the little girl wishes it was Christmas every day and then realizes that, you know, her parents are broke from all the parent, uh, presents and um, Christmas, like, it means nothing. I wish it could be Christmas every day, but I understand mm-hmm. the ramifications if that was the case. And I, I like the blowback episode. Like, now we have to deal with all the broken pieces. Yes, and there are many. I guess it would be obvious that this show has, this episode has no choice but to disappoint. Uh-huh. It's going to feel like a letdown. 
But there is something I think really great and grounding about this episode. We get back to Marissa in her shit. Yeah, you we know? do. You you realize after one Chris McCut episode of TV or twenty seven Chris McCut episodes of a podcast, um, where like where this bread is buttered. And now Marissa's back, and she's like, I'm sorry, Chrismica? More like Marismica, and then takes the town. And then slaps everybody's patio furniture <laughs> off their tables. Which, why are you all holding patio furniture, offering it to Marissa? I don't know. She's going to run that gauntlet. That is describing the episode, The Family Ties, tonight on The O.C. Time to move on. Jimmy decides to relocate to Maui. Time to make a move. Ryan and Lindsay wonder about a first kiss. Time to bust a move. Seth turns bad boy in an attempt to impress Alex. All that and more on tonight's The O.C.D. Ryan. Yeah. Winter break is done and everybody is getting ready to go back to school and deal with all the crazy shit that happened over the break. We've just witnessed the battle of winter break. And I want to start with the Coens. I think this episode will all be about what the Coens are up to and next episode will be all about what the Coopers are up to. Seth is sick of Ryan studying and wants him to hit somebody just because he needs that sweet, sweet Ryan-caused drama. Is he being a good brother pal there? I, I, I mean, never once. Never ever has he ever been a good brother type person. And in an episode where that really doubles down on the whole, well, we're not, but no, we are fucking family. Uh-huh. Like That conversation's had a billion times. Oh, yes. Seth is always the reverse of that. We are brothers. He says that right away. Right. And then just is the exact opposite at all times. One of the not-brother moves he does is Ryan studying, doing pre-calc or whatever, and Seth grabs a scrapbook. He calls it a photo album, but it's a clear scrapbook. And he's trying to find old pictures of Kirsten to see if she looks similar to Lindsay, and he doesn't stop until he finds one to be like, look, my mom that's sort of your mom looks like your girlfriend. Deal with that, Oedipus. That one is brotherly, because he's just pranking his crank right there. (laughs) Pranking his crank? Uh Explain what that means. That means that I am making jokes about what you're... Crank or dick might have to do in the future, which is stick it in my mom. And (laughs) what he's doing is, I don't think Seth knows this, but what he's doubling down on is Ryan was already a little leery about the whole thing. Uh And then he forces Ryan to come to the conclusion of, nah, fuck, she really is my mom. Right. I think I'm going to bang out Kirsten. (laughs) And that's it. You know how bad boy Ryan is. Don't push him too far. It's He's only been in this house for a year. He met her when he was 15. Pure prankin' crankin' style times. Now, you and I have had a lot of weird families, right? We don't have a lot of, uh, like, the typical nuclear family situation right. in our lives. Um, and I don't know how many... You've got a lot of halfsies and fullsies, but you don't have many stepsies, do you? I got Yeah, probably okay. equal. Equal? Uh, I don't think... And, e- like, e- just based alone on my weird thoughts about my stepsies, okay? And I've seen Clueless. I know what's up. Mm-hmm. I don't think what Ryan's doing is weird at all. By by like uh, trying to go for Lin- continuing to try to right. rail Lindsay, I think would give me pause for about one second. I also think because one Lindsay and Kirsten don't look that much alike, and they're very different personality wise, that it is just that knowledge thing, and you could get over it so quickly. They they also do this thing later. I don't know if you, we want to talk about the kiss later. Sure. Okay. No, I mean sure. Talk about it now. They do this thing that TV does often, which is well, we'll kiss and then we'll know. Uh-huh. Right, Ryan and Lindsay say, if it feels like kissing our sisters or cousins or whatever yeah. we are, aunt and nephew, um, then we'll know. And so often TV characters have this thing where they kiss immediately and they're like, oh, no, this doesn't work. Which is so weird to me. because kiss every kissing, kiss. <laughs> it is awkward and begins with K. 
But they don't do the fake awkward thing. They're like, all right, maybe we'll try it. And they gently moved in. And then just mouth on mouth vacuum action. Yeah. And then Kirsten walks in. And then they stop. And she doesn't see the hot, sweaty teen hormones going around. She just goes, have you guys seen Seth? And then they're like, no. And they're like, yeah, that was weird, right? And the weirdness does make it hotter. Yes, that's Secrets the thing. are hot and Taboo is hot. I love that buzzy-ass board game. Um, yeah, and also the good thing about that one parent walking in is that they might have moved away quick enough if it was Ryan and Marissa mm-hmm. for Kirsten to like, no, but did she? But right. did she? But does she? With Ryan and Lindsay, it's so far out of her mind that that right. is possible that she, wouldn't, she would have noticed a lot more than that. For sure. Yeah, it's just she's... Focused on a different thing. They're too different in her head. In her head, they are all family, and they have always been family at this point. That, like, a is mom it, never walks in on a true brother and sister and is like, wait a minute, <laughs> unless it's a weird porn. But shouldn't they? Or a and, normal porn. Yeah, that's not weird porn. Uh, but in her mind, is it as weird as Seth and Haley 69ing? No, that's probably weirder for her. Let's talk about that for a while, though. Let's just, off air, let's take a little break, talk about that. Have you ever gotten walked in on? Oh, for sure. Do you have any fun stories? Um, well, it's happened, I would say, the first hundred and the second hundred, except for maybe one, was masturbation. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that counts, but I only masturbate with my door unlocked and wide open. Yeah, you have a specific kink. And screaming while a siren is going off in my room. Uh, but yeah, it's happened a couple times, mostly with siblings, though. Yeah, which is always funnier. Like, your face gets red hotter, maybe, but it's funnier. But they, your pants won't make fun of you for years about it. Like your siblings will, but it's also you don't have to have a weird fucking talk now. No? With your parents? With your siblings, probably. Yeah. Well, only when you realize they've been there for 10 minutes. <laughs> that is pranking their crank. That is when you have to have a talk. Did you notice, though, because they were screaming with a siren going off? Did you just pretend not to notice? Yeah. The other thing I used to do, too, is because, uh, you know, crank pranks are the best in sex, is if a pet walks in if a dog or cat walks in you react as if it were a parent or grandparent you just jump across the room going oh my god just scream Uh, i have two that particularly stand out i was going down on a girlfriend in high school because i've always been a gentleman and my little sister who was a decade younger than me like toddled in and i shoved myself away from the bed and pulled out and went and there's the legos we were looking for do you want them and gave them her and she toddled out with a thing of legos okay hold on so good, like on the fly. That's all great. Right? Improv, baby. You did a good job. You did some improv. But as far as she knows, now the precursor to playing with Legos is to fucking motorboat some girl's <laughs> vagina, and so now she thinks that's all just normal. Well, that's how you get the architectural juices flowing. Do you know how much she saw? No, I think nothing. I think it was very quick, and like I was fully undercover, dying under there, but just in case. <laughs> and then the second time, I think later in high school. A friend, I don't know how I convinced my parents of this. A friend who was a girl who had moved away was staying, and we nothing had ever happened. I think I know how you convinced your parents of this. You were a chubby little boy with dragon sticks. <laughs> and my, not only was I a chubby little boy with dragon sticks, most of my life everybody thought I was gay. Right. Uh, nothing had ever happened with this girl. We were just buddies until, like, well, now we're just up late. Why not? Uh, Bad Santa is a pretty quiet movie. So we were watching Bad Santa. She was going down on me. And then the end is just a gunfire. Like, it's just every fucking gun in the country goes off. And my stepdad walked in and went, whoa, and then backed out. Because of the movie? Yep. He was like, guys, turn it down. Say spoiler alert. So 
this is the best case scenario is the parent has no idea what they walked in on. The most memorable one for me was uh, with a little sister that was far, far too young, far older than yours, uh-huh. but far younger than us. And she got fucked up. She got, explain. She walked in on a particular sex act that, say, Seth and Haley would do in okay. my drawings. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. That is weird for to walk in on. And she was like, shit. Like, she had legit PTSD after seeing that. So, let's flash back to the beginning of the episode is uh, they've decided. At the beginning of my 69 <laughs> session. Give me the whole story. It's, it starts, it's always awkward to start. Uh, elbows and knees bobbling everywhere. Uh, the, the boys are in the kitchen. and With Dinah. Well, Dinah's always there. And they've decided that Kirsten can't know because secrets always work out fine in the Cohen house. And Sandy goes, I think it's best that the missus doesn't find out. And Kirsten, I think, waiting around the hallway. That is her cue. And she goes, doesn't find out about what? Just a week ago, she was super pissed that all of them were holding back, that she had a secret sister. And she's now laughing about it. Like, I forget what he mumble fucks through. Oh, she's like, that it's my dad's court date? I know. And they're like, oh, thank God. What? If you live in the O.C., and you also live in the house that most of the stuff in the OC, like, where it happens. Don't fill in the blanks. No. Wait for them to tell you the secret. Don't be like, oh, you're probably talking about this lame thing. You're probably talking about... And then just wait for them to crack. and Because all three of them will crack in a different way and spill a different secret. And now you have all the power. Sandy is in his robe, like, trying to make breakfast. And then all of a sudden, 42 barbecue tools shoot out of his hands from everywhere. Like, that, there's probably something going on there. It's the weirdest nervous tick. <laughs> Uh, we do have to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the boys at school and Zach bonding with Seth. And time out from the show. Oh my God, Mike, is this the most fun show that we've ever done? Uh-huh. I have noticed that in tonight's show, you have eaten more packets of McDonald's nugget sauce. So I am allowed to any talk. other show. If you're gonna throw that shade at me, I'm allowed to talk. Well, yeah, you're always allowed to talk, bro. You said timeout, so I froze. No, I was calling timeout from the show that we're doing and okay. we're in the middle of. I thought no, you, it's just me and you were calling timeout and meeting McDonald's sauces. And now we're out of time because you couldn't fucking figure out what the premise is. So I understand the uh, premise. what website would you go to if you want to no, if you already have a ton of sauces but no nuggets and you need a website to read and look at. You need more nuggets, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You can probably buy nuggets there and it'll help us a little. They are older, but better, right? Older, but better, yeah. Nuggets are like wine. Let them get weird. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Uh, if, you, if we needed more nuggets and the audience wanted us to have more nuggets right. and sauces to accommodate, then how would they get us that kashish, besides Amazon, right. to uh, get us those nuggets? I, I, honest- I, I'm setting you up for Patreon. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. So Twitter is where you want to go. I, I, I honestly Good eat twist nuggets ending. just f- to get more sauces, and I need more nuggets always. Uh, and I'd say please go to patreon.com slash your pop filter. Pick the amount of nuggets you want to give us every month in a dollar amount. They do not have the technology yet to put it in nugget amount. And by the way, McDonald's, just because we ordered 50,000 nuggets this week, you can still put them in their little cardboard packages. Like yeah. we don't want to dump truck dumping We're not nuggets monsters. all over our lawn. Don't dump truck dump nuggets all over our lawn. Do you still eat the nuggets that touch the grass, or is it only nuggets oh, yeah. that touch other nuggets? No, the nuggets in the grass get just soaked in barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. and then you swallow them because that's like a it's a cleansing agent. Yes, it gets away. It's, it gets rid of the germs. Exactly. And then if you just do one spritz of Lysol in each sauce, then it gets rid of the germs. Okay, so you did YouTube.com. Slash your pop filter. Yeah, let's pretend there's something there. You did you did yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You did patreon.com slash your pop filter. Yes. Is there just like a basic yourpopfilter.com? I that would be wild. 
Should, should, I don't even know. Type go it to, in. See go what to yourpopfilter.com and see what happens. Will it Manchurian candidate you out? <gasps> Manchurian candidate out. Mic drop. Good. Good. All right. Bye. Ryan, before we start talking about the saga of Zach and Summer, I do think we need to talk about the Stephanie in the room, which mm-hmm. is a new phrase I'm trying to The Stephelephant. The Stephelephant in the room. The stuffed elephant in the room? That's adorable. Oh, God, there's a stuffed element. Uh, and that is, of course... Uh, Producer Stephanie? Producer Stephanie decided to come into the room. Hey, 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 I'm here now. Did you not like the uh, excellent rapport that me and Mike had? No, I love every second of your rapport. Okay, because Producer Dave's thing is that like, if he thinks that we're getting too close, he will come in and ruin episodes of our podcast. I have a theory about that. What? Oh, share it. I think he's jealous. What? I think he's jealous of your friendship. I thought this was going to be a theory that would like blow me away, not be like, well, for sure. Yeah, well, that's yeah, not a good theory. I'm sorry but, my theory works so well. Do you think it's because he wants to be uh, Mike's best friend or my best friend, or he, he hates best hates friendmanship? Friendship. I think he... No, he definitely doesn't hate best friendmanship, but he definitely wants best. He wants like to both keep his ball and throw his ball. Yes, at the same time, like a two-headed, four-legged, eight-legged dog. He uh, both loves your friendship and wants to be best friends with each of you. Do you think you and producer Dave could do the thing that me and Mike do, like talk to each other? Because that's what we did with Taylor and Greg on a show called Superhero. Uh, they just bitched at us until we put them on the same show, and now they don't even think about us ever. Like they yeah, never it's just talk cartoon to us. hearts and birds around their heads because they're <laughs> looking at each other so hard. Um, why is that? They love each other. It's love based on like you're the last two people on earth, I guess. Yeah, the other two last people on earth are taken. No one has ever loved them, so they decided to love each other. Okay, so it's, it's more like the lake house. Their their love is a reaction to your love. That's how standing I outside all of it. love. All love is a reaction to, to me and Mike's love. love. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. So I, the real reason you came on other than just biting Shitting inside on of our producer heads. Dave uh, is I, it feels like you have thoughts on Zach and Summer. They're, we're back from Christmas break, right? Yes. And uh, Zach has an issue and we get to know that because he sent Seth a Christmas card which is adorable and very classic Zach. Uh, okay, I don't... Zach went to Cabo with his family, didn't talk to Summer so she could cool off about whatever the fuck they were fighting about. Well, hold on real quick. Don't get too far. Zach went to Cabo with his family, and he was like, well, you know, I went to Cabo with my family. Like, what the fuck did your guys' family do during winter vacations? Did you guys ever just, like, matter-of-factly stop by in Cabo? I never went anywhere. Did you know what Cabo was when you were in high school? I didn't know what vacations were when growing up. Like, I thought that it meant going to your grandpa's house, like getting dropped off at your grandpa's house for a summer. And then they burn out. Yeah. But at least like, you're not in that car anymore <laughs> that reeks of green beans for Vacations some reason. are things the parents do. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't go to Cabo, right? They just went to a Motel 6 down the street from your grandparents. And, and just railed while it smelled like cigarette smoke. How sexy. And that's uh, how they made you. That, yeah, that's how they made me. Uh, and... But Zach is very rich. I, I don't think nobody treats this as like this abnormal. Zach no, it's a noopsie. This vacation. is super noopsie. Yeah, super noopsie. So what's what's the it of it? The it. So he goes to Cabo, right? Sends Seth a Christmas card, which is adorable. Runs to his old high school tutor. His when he was fourteen, he had a tutor in math. I think they dated then, but now she has two kids and is getting divorced, and they definitely made out now. What I'm guessing is that they did not date, but it was like an almost hand job during some tutoring session. Yes. Right? Like, she had eyes. I mean, it's fucking Zach. It's Zach. Right? Like, he's dreaming. He's a dreamboat. That hair flap. 
And those eyes. Zach's not just handsome, but he's the kind of handsome that makes you think like, I don't know. He could he be looks, a senator. He looks almost 21. Mm-hmm. I was 21 10 years ago. Let's do this. And so they did kiss because him and Summer are like, what? And he's like, Seth, what should I do? Should I tell Summer? Should I not tell Summer? And Seth's like, look, definitely fucking tell Summer. And I guess we're best friends now. Thank you for the Christmas card. But the most important question, and it was hard to get a read on Seth, is is Seth answering that because of what he thinks is best for Zach mm-hmm. or the typical Seth Cohen, what he thinks is best for Seth? It felt real. It felt really real that he's like, yeah, tell her. I mean, but like, aside he's Alex from, hung up now. from Zach's choice to ask the person who fucked things up so royally with Summer. Yeah, I love all these chances he gets uh-huh. about how he should maintain his relationship with Summer. It's like, could you be going to anybody who could give you like, but I think he can't. I do think Seth, but because the superhero club, Seth is the person who Zach is closest to. Because Zach is not close to Marissa because he tries to call her Coop and Summer shuts that shit down. But he's, he's a like, no. handsome water polo captain. Thing. He has to have other friends. It's it, like, are we ignoring the fact that this is total Deus Deus Magnet? Like, let's remove Zach from the plot. There's no reasonable way. There's no reason to believe he would ever trust Seth. Seth has been after his girl the entire time. And just what? Because they both like comic books. He's going to forget all that. Not only forget all that, but forget all that to the degree where he's going to ask him for advice. Plus, I feel like that. so vulnerable. (laughs) If you've read enough comic books, like they both clearly have, then you know what a villain looks like. You know how, like, he is your Uh Lex Luthor, bro, and get the fuck out of here. And, like, clearly we're talking about Seth as the villain, right? Oh, for sure, always. Seth is the worst person. He's, okay, he's just, okay, I'm not going to go on I Hate Seth tangent again. That's what this show does. Yeah, on the the, OCD. Okay, so you guys are anti-Seth. Thanks for listening, producer Stephanie. (laughs) What are you producing when you're not listening to us? Also, do we have to admit that like they do not sell Yuhu in Cabo? So yeah. Zach is like twitching. He's right now. Jones, and that's he why has, I made out with that teacher. He has not had a chocolate soda in so long. But like, do you buy that they just kissed? I don't. I do. Zach is very puppy dog innocent, that's and I don't true. think like he would do more. She has kids. He likes her kids, which is weird and very <laughs> Zach. But I, I don't think the teacher he's built up via his stories and who we know Zach to be. I don't think he would go further than a kiss. I bet they kissed and he went, oh no, what am I doing? And ran away crying. I bet they kissed and he floated into the air with like steam coming out of his ears and, and his like, tongue dropped. Based on what we know, can he give consent if he's how old? 17. Six, 17. And she is how old? 27? Oh, she has kids. So I guess 27 year olds can have kids. Sure. But he looks mm. like Zach. Like there's no court of law that's going to be like. No, you got to go to jail because you kissed a 17-year-old. No, they're, they're like, like we, looking at Zach, we get it. And the whole jury's like, can we kiss Zach? <laughs> and like a choir. He's handsome. So th- that's uh, the legal system in this country is fucked. But I do believe, and I am like, actually, I'm probably the least Seth hater, but I do hate Seth. I do think he was like genuinely on Zach's yeah. side saying, you know what? Based on all of my fuck-ups, and based on knowing Tumber, I said, do think you should. I've only held things back and lied to her, and that did not go well. I think you should probably be honest yeah. about it. And like he genuinely, maybe Seth, now that I rethink of it, maybe Seth isn't the worst person to go to because he isn't Lex Luthor. He isn't evil. He's just kind of an idiot and doesn't know how to be a person. Yeah, if we're going DC Comics, he's less, less Lex Luthor, more Booster Gold. He wants to do good. He's just so fucking bad at it. And he just started having friends last year. Yeah, he doesn't know how people work. That's true. So in that way, he just got invited to his first kindergarten birthday party, right? 
Yeah. Do you remember your, the first time you hung out with friends, you embarrassed yourself because you didn't know the rules, how like you shouldn't shove your friend's face into the cake to make yourself laugh. <laughs> okay. So maybe you're an evil person. Yeah. I think you're talking about me three years from now. Uh, I will one day. Someday you'll get to this. that point. Uh, okay. So Zach, take Seth's advice eventually. Not really. Not right when he sees Summer. He runs away at school. And then they all end up at the Mo- Modest Mouse concert. At the Peach Pit. What's their Peach Pit called? The Bait Shop. The Bait Shop. Uh, Modest Mouse. Great band. Has nothing to do with the storyline we're talking about right now. But hold on. They really are. Are, are we going to get into this later or should we do it now? What? Modest Mouse. You guys being slightly older than me, right? Like I was born in sort of like a uh, shoelaces era. You guys are Velcro. Uh, there's something about this band that your fucking generation thinks like this is your guys' strokes or Led Zeppelin. Um, it's because they're r- genuinely good and creative. They're infinitely better than the Strokes. They make very good music. But like, I mean, this band really hit a home run with you guys. Right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lisps, so he has an interesting singing voice where nobody else does. Uh, he both has like he nothing about this band should be good. He has a lispy voice. He either sings or growls. It should be discordant and all comes out fucking awesome. And they took the best parts of like the Pixie and Nirvana and put it through a 2000s machine. Yeah, and it's that they're lyrically, they're so original and tell yes. such incredible stories with their music. Like, okay, yes, Modest Mouse. I, it's just not, a, I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it did become popular when I came of age. So, but yeah, no, I but do I think, think it's a generational quality. thing because I feel like that uh, you guys, you both, Stephanie and Mike, talk about Modest Mouse is like, I didn't know, this is the first time. I said to myself, I didn't know music could be like this. Mm-hmm. I did when they were just like, oh, let's go to the Modest Mouse concert. Go. <gasps> yes, for sure. Way more than the Rooney concert or the Walkman concert or even the Killers concert. You know what's funny? I saw all these bands at Coachella when I was 16. That is uh, The one Coachella? Rooney, Modest Mouse. That's the worst yeah. Coachella. It was. I mean, <laughs> it used to be way cheaper. Oh, for sure. Beyonce didn't play it, but it was just like a rock band thing. Anyway. So uh, they're all at the bait shop later that night, and this is Zach is like, you know what? This is the perfect. They're playing fucking. They're playing. This is the perfect time to do this summer. I I might have made out with my no. He didn't. Seth gets drunk. Yes. This is all out of order. Yes. This is all out of order. Your whole court's out of Seth order. Seth sets it up. But so like, okay. Does Zach say, "Hey, what should I do?" Seth is like, "Oh, do this," mm-hmm. and then Zach, being the almost barely knowledgeable TV character that he is. Hey, like, I will take your advice, but I sort of know how TV shows work, and I'm just going to wait until Seth does all of the work for I'm going to sit on this. Because Seth gets drunk at the Modest Mouse concert. Otherwise, how could you fucking listen to Modest Mouse? They're awful. And You're going to get kicked off the show. So uh, walks up to Zach and Summer and says, in classic, not TV fashion, but like Three's Company TV fashion, hey, Zach, did you tell Summer about all the things? Because if you didn't, I'm not going to listen. Here are all the things, barf, barf. Yeah, he's like, oh, you guys made up. That's so great. And one of the best summer lines, because he just breathes, like leans on both of them adorably, and she goes, your breath smells like Marissa. Are you drunk? Yes. Mm, good best friend burn. That's some good summer. And then summer does just a classic run out. Uh, can we pause for just a second in this narrative and talk about why Seth was drunk for a second? Sure. Let's take a break, and then we'll f- reverse and start Seth's day and why he got drunk. Ryan and Stephanie. All right. So the reason Seth gets drunk at the Modest Mouse show is uh, Alex also went on, quote unquote, vacation for winter break. And I guess even as a not adult adult, she gets a winter break. He thinks 
she went and just spent all the weeks with her family. All the weeks. All of the weeks. He rolls up, knocks on her door, as you do on TV, and a weird dude, covered in tattoos, answers and is very angry at Seth for some reason, and then a very, very hungover Alex answers the door and says, oh, I've been back for a while, just hanging out with some friends. And you can tell she's hungover because the sun is basically, it's like three inches away from her eyes, and Mm -hmm. she cannot see. And Seth's obvious reaction, even though he has no claim to anything, is that, oh, you fucked that dude. So hard, the sun hurts your eyes. But what we don't know is that it is not the person at the party that she had sex with, but we're going to find that out in a different episode. And so he's like, oh, they hooked up, and I'm freaking out because that guy has tattoos, and he's a badass. And he's like, oh, you don't feel well. Uh, can I come in and like fix you a sandwich? Yes, I mean, come on. <laughs> See, I think there's something deeper going on with Seth here. I think he needs to perpetually be chasing girls that are not that interested in him. Well, oh, plus, sure. he doesn't want to be Seth, and he wants to be Ryan. And this was all evidenced by trying to hook up Alex with Ryan, mm-hmm. right? So he thinks that he should be tougher. Have you guys, if we have the time, um, ever done that thing where, like, I do like that guy or girl who is sort of in my world. I think I'm going to change my world a little bit in order to get closer to them. Mm-hmm. Have you greased lightning? Have you greased lightning? I have. It never works out well. No, it, like, it's a recipe for disaster. What is nice is I greased lightning, and it helped change the rest of my life because I had heard of Bright Eyes. I think I've told this story on this <laughs> show. I had heard of Bright Eyes, but a girl I was in love with in my English class was super into them, and I knew enough that I was like, oh, blah, 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 their last album, blah, blah, blah. blah. Bought two tickets, went, hey, my friend bailed. Do you want to come to the show? What? It's on Valentine's Day? And she went, oh, no, thank you. And I went, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that, I mean, I have so many friends so into Bright Eyes. Went, watched the show, and went, I really like this band. And then just emo train ran for Mike. Did you stare at the band more often or the empty seat next to you more often? It wasn't often? empty. I stared at my smelly fucking friend who was just like, this is good. I went, I hate you. You brought Oscar the Grouch I brought to Oscar a Bright Eyes concert. And he hated it. But I still think that's a reasonable amount of change because you're not like, uh, you're not like becoming a greaser or a rockabilly, because right? That like Seth wants to do a full, uh, mm. like social switch. I don't even. Th- I I kind of disagree with that because what I think he's just trying to validate himself by earning her, and he sort of picks these women who are. I mean, Olivia Wilde, yeah, is yeah. one of the most beautiful women who's ever lived, and she's this badass rock star who manages a place that gets. The hottest bands. Like, who owns this place? How? Nah. Who is their booker? They're She's amazing. And so, she, but and she gets vacation time. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, there's no concerts in December. He just sees her, and she's on this level, and he's just such. I think he's trying to validate his own coolness. But he has seen in this but, relationship so far that if he is the "Can I fix you a sandwich?" guy. That actually gets him further with Alex than yeah. him trying to be a tough guy. But it's because he's like, can I fix you a sandwich? And she's hung over, and she just goes, fix me a sandwich. Not like, oh, no, you're nice, but who the fuck talks like he's that? He's nice-guying it. Not on purpose. I do think that is him. I don't think, no, I mean, like, I don't necessarily even think people do it on purpose on purpose. Like, he's, that's just, he's trying to earn her affection. Mm-hmm. by sh- Like, even the showing how badass he is by getting shit-faced is earning her affection. Right, so so he freaks out because he's like, what, what do you mean? Who are these people? Because more people come out and they're like, we're getting smokes. And then they walk by. <laughs> they are all, by the way, uh, kiwi <laughs> crocodiles. They're all reptiles. And then she she's like, I don't know why he even came here this early. And he's like, it's 3.30. And she's like, I'll answer any questions you have at the Modest Mouse concert tonight. And then so he goes home to freak out. 
And he Ryan walks into Ryan's room and Seth's in there in one of Ryan's wife beaters and he looks like the skinniest little boy in the yeah. world. <laughs> and by the way, uh, the the like the uh, culture clash here because Seth is so fucking fucked up because four people walk out of her apartment and he's like, "What is going on here?" And then Seth is like, uh, "Hey, how come you didn't call me when you got home?" And then Alex is the culture clash. Like, what the fuck are you talking right. about? Like, we have two very different things. We going had on here. ice cream once. Yeah, and I think there's something weird about that, that he's just, she seems ambivalent about him, and he's seeing that as a message to try harder. Right. They both appreciate different things in each other and are picking the wrong things to emulate. Mm -hmm. So then Seth goes and emulates the wrong things about Ryan and puts the white beater on and says, oh, this isn't working because I'm a skinny little boy. Give me your wrist cuff. Where are your wrist cuffs? And your chokers. (laughs) Remember that choker you wore all last year? And so this reminds me of uh, one of my favorite lines of Ryan Atwood's of all time when he was about to get in a fight. And he said, uh, give me my wristicuffs for my fisticuffs. And then he got in a fight. <laughs> that's a badass line, Ryan that's, Atwood. That's how people if, say awesome If you want to confuse your opponent. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're just going to stand there. It's just stunned until you slap them and then run away. And sprint away. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, the Riddler? Like, why are you saying that? Uh, and so, so Seth shows up and he's like, oh, look at me. I'm very cool. In like a, a black sparkly shirt or something. And Alex is working, and he just like swaggers like Pink Panthery up to her, and she's like, "Hey!" And he tries to do the Ryan side kill. He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm just drinking from a flask, no big deal." And then the cutest thing in the world, and she's like, "What are you drinking?" He's like, "My good friend John." She's like, "What?" He's like, "Jack, J- Jim, Jim, Jack." I'm friends with all of them. And he was so close because there's so many liquors that start with J. But he chose the one. But that but one see, is not a thing. I think it's a dangerous message. And I know, let's pretend, I'm just going to pretend for a second like it's not already, not just already written and, and filmed, mm-hmm. but was 15 years ago. I think it sends the wrong message if eventually he gets Alex. Because that's just not... But it is, he fucks up and she pushes him away and it's when he is Seth Seth again that she accepts him. Right. Wow. But in the meantime, when he's drunk Seth, because he drank too much John, whatever the fuck that is, uh, he ruins, ruins Zach, Zach and, and Summer. Summer's relationship and him and his and Summer's relationship and his and Zach's relationship. Because that's what liquor does, people. His and Alex's relationship because... Cheers. Uh, he, Ryan is outside dealing with Ryan's storyline we'll get to, and Alex pokes her head out and she's like, Ryan, Seth puked all over the merch table... I had to clean it up. Get him the fuck out of and here. And this isn't even like perfect TV timing. This is just how it is when somebody's drunk. All of a sudden, people start racing out of the building saying, uh-huh. please get me away from that puke, drunk puke, fucking puke, asshole. Puke, puke, Nobody likes puke. Or then, drunk people. No, drunk people are the worst. And they almost every, and I don't want to go uh, like PSA here, but almost every other high school TV show that has liquor in it is always like, hey, look how awesome liquor is. And this doesn't like put a lantern on it, but it does say like, you don't, like, it's not that you crash cars into walls. You just ruined relationships just, and friendships. And parties. Yeah. And parties. People man. want you the fuck out of here, bro. Don't ever be drunk at a party. There should be no liquor at parties, <laughs> I say. Mini golf, apple <laughs> juice. That's all you need for a party. Sounds fun. Uh, and then, so Ryan does take Seth home. Uh, he goes, be very quiet. So Seth instantly kicks every goddamn trash can out of his way. And Sandy comes out, and Seth goes, being stealth and then he gets in the house he sees his mother and says i learned it from you okay <laughs> he should have done that and just ran upstairs 
Seth was like, I bet you win the Pour Another One Kirsten Award for this OCD. <laughs> Do you know that? You know that, Bob? <laughs> 15 years from now, the future, that podcast. What are you talking about, my sweet son, baby? <laughs> you're not making any sense. I'm so drunk. I'm seeing through fucking multiverses. Well, I don't need Ryan or Kirsten. I just need Ryan and my... I didn't know my name was going to be the same name as a character. That is your name. So that's the saga of Drunk Seth. Uh, I think the last segment we have this episode is to talk about Lindsay and Ryan and the fucked up adventure they are on. Mike, we have so many shows. Time out. What's up? No, I I was helping. Thank you. You Time out from the show. We have so many shows that we have to promote. The internet has so many podcasts. Yes. Let's pick three or four special little boys that we're going to promote right now. From the internet? Right. Or from us? From us. Well, I mean, you get to pick. I do them from us. Okay, but lock the gates. WTF just hit the thousandth episode. Uh-huh. People should probably check it out. So that's one, idiot. <laughs> you only have three more. <laughs> Taylor Talking Taylor comes out every Tuesday. That is the first Tuesday of the month where our pal Taylor ostensibly talks to and or about or maybe he whispers at Taylor's. I haven't listened. I don't know. You set this up nicely because uh, you and I are on three podcasts together and you have two left. So <laughs> go ahead and pick the two. Uh, and then you should definitely check out uh, Mike and Ryan Scream About the OC, where we like to call it the OCD, where every Thursday we go through episode by episode, just critique and break down the nuances of the most underrated show of the early aughts. And uh, OCD is sometimes called movie of the year. So yes. is there any other shows that we have? When when our friend Greg guests, he breaks into the garage and he starts hosting, we call that movie of the year, where we pick a year and then we talk about the best movies of that year. Why does Greg not look like the Kool-Aid Man, but every wall hole he makes looks exactly like the Kool-Aid Man? That's his magical power, my friend. And then there's the Superhero Hour Hour, the flagship show, where every week Taylor leads us through literally every single live-action comic book-based TV show. <laughs> so many of them. Even we, we used to get summers off. Remember when we did Superhero Hour and we'd be like, there's not enough shows. Let's watch Batman the Animated Series, I guess. Nope, never again do we get to do that. I mean, we still do it every day, but we just don't sure, get to talk Sure, but about that's it. just for us and nobody else. Uh, subscribe to those, rate them, review them. It helps us out so much. Mike, real quick, how do you contact us? Contact at yourpopfilter.com is our email for the time being. Let us know how we're doing. Wait, are we going to change it? Like, we'll see. Who knows? Let's get saucy. That was weird. And then do we have any robot associates? A robot associate. I asked you a yes or no question. Yes. Thank you. That's the commercials. At your pop filter. Ryan and Stephanie. The saga of Ryan and Lindsay starts when Kirsten shows up to Harbor High, just unannounced, because that's what the Cohen family does, and say, and runs into Lindsay. She just assumes where Lindsay will be parked in the school parking lot and says, hey, I know this is weird. Can I give you a ride home? We should talk. And Lindsay's like, nah, lady, I've met twice. I have a car. Kirsten really freaks her out. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes... Things are set up in a show that you don't think are weird, but you just made that so... That is so weird. Lindsay looks at her like it's fucking weird. I think that we want to uh, divide characters in their, like, how moral they are, but I think the one thing that all of these characters have in common is that they all want to move one step at a time. Like, they want to say, like, this is the next step that I should do, but they actually want five, and then they do do... Then they move five steps ahead, Mm -hmm. right? So, like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this decision because I've carefully thought about it, and this is what good people will do. And no, I'm just going to make this other decision. And what wins Lindsay over is Kirsten is like, oh, takes like a physical step back and an emotional step back, and she's like, I know you don't want like more relatives, but like, how about a friend? Buy you a coffee? And Lindsay's like, all right, this lady doesn't seem like she's going to throw me. And so every conversation is like, yeah, so we're friends. 
but we're sisters. <laughs> and then Kirsten and Lindsay are like, well, I don't know if we're sisters. Should we kiss? And they're like, <laughs> that's how you find we'll, out. <laughs> we'll know from the kiss. And then they go fucking hardcore at it. Uh, and so Ryan's just chilling at home, hanging out with Seth. He's like, no, me and Lindsay decide, you know, we're maybe keep doing it. We haven't kissed yet. Uh, and he turns around the corner. And Lindsay and Kirsten walk in, just gabbing, just gabbing like new friend relatives do. And she's like, Lindsay, stay in for dinner. They both bought sweaters that they're wearing that say, sister, question mark. Hell yes, this is definitely my sister. Here is the arrow pointing to my sister. <laughs> yeah, and it really gets awkward when Ryan tells her that he actually has a claim to the Iron Throne. <laughs> and she gets really upset about that. She's like, oh. But like Lindsay is like, what? I'm Iron Man and you're Hermione. Batman, get out of here. Star Trek. Thanks, guys. You guys crushed it. You nailed we, it. We really Your whole routine ended a conversation. Big finish. <laughs> Here's my new least favorite thing. Uh, how about this? How about like uh, when Kirsten comes around the corner and finds out that fucking Mike and Stephanie are on a show, and now everybody, they, they, everyone hates Ryan and just will not listen to anything and he says. Punch him in the That's the fucking worst thing I've ever heard. No, you're right. Batman, Robin, Spider-Man, everybody's friends. Respond to that, dickweed. Robinson. It's e- easy to satire. But can you come up with content? Uh, That's so a we, big question. We don't get the awkward dinner. We just jump ahead to Seth and Ryan back in the pool house. And Seth was like, that was cool, right? That wasn't too awkward. And Ryan lets him know with one line. He goes, we had a really nice family dinner. And Seth is like, oh, no. You are now afraid to make out with your aunt sister thing. Do they need, like, do they, would you gentlemen call it quits then? Or you're like, no, we can, baby, we can make it this relationship well, work. Mike has a thing. The weirder it gets, the hotter it gets. Oh, so like only I have that thing. The the hotter well, the stove gets turned up, the more Mike is into it. Stephanie, it's not have, hot. It's awkward. Have you ever? Uh, we were talking about this earlier in the episode. Have you ever uh, kissed a boy and been like, "Well, I had no idea I liked him so much," or kissed a boy and said, "Like, nope, not gonna work. This kiss tells me everything." Almost definitely. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy to me. I feel like how much you like somebody changes how you can if you're you kiss head, differently. If right? you're head over heels in somebody and have a bad kiss, you're like, oh fuck, we're gonna kiss until that feels good. <laughs> I've never had that. Well, I've never had a switcheroo. Right. I've never been like, oh, I really like you, kiss. Mm, That's no. what Ryan is asking. Have oh. you ever had the old switcheroo? Right. Like, this is a very handsome gentleman, and I think that we are attracted to each other. And then the kiss is like. Mm. Maybe not. You're this like, person tastes like a, black licorice. You know what? That's a TV trope, but I've never heard anybody talk about it for real. Yeah, because it's not real. Your, your feelings will dictate. I will say, it's, but even in high school, like I think in high school I was looking for reasons to be alone. That's where I felt most comfortable. I <laughs> uh, was pining. If, if a girl, I, I liked a girl and found out she had the same name as an ex-girlfriend, I'd be like, oh no, we're done. We're done. I built up a whole relationship in my head and ended it. Like, Yes, you were the one coming up with reasons <laughs> yeah. for not hooking up. Oh, yeah. So those I would are, definitely those, do that. Those are walls, my friend. <laughs> when they cast this role, they obviously cast somebody who has chemistry with that actor. But no, the TV show is that like you barely kiss, right? Lips mm-hmm. barely touch. And you're like, ew, that was weird. Well, let's never do that again. Yeah, because that's the direction the show is going in. Like they want these two to have, you know, it's just, it's just, it's awkward. Awkward TV makes people, I don't know, it's, it's not drama and it's not comedy. But I've had awkward but it's kisses. Human. It's very human to be awkward, feel awkward for other people. So they have the weird-ass family dinner. Don't really talk about anything. And they're like, let's all go to the Modest Mouse show. And Lindsay, very closed-in, walled-off Lindsay, is like, motherfucker, let's hold hands while we listen to Paper Thin Walls by the Modest Mouse. And Ryan offers her a pinky. And why Lindsay is the shit is she just lifts it up, holds it in front of his face, and goes, a pinky? There are some 
spectacular Ryan moments in this episode. And then sometimes you realize that is Ryan one of the thinnest, worst written characters in the history of TV? Like, that's not even thoughtful. Like, that's obvious and stupid. I am sort of weird about the fact that you might be sort of my aunt, sister, mom thing. So I will only offer a pinky uh-huh. to you. Like, that's not, what are you doing there? Because I think he knows how to handle problems front on when he can hit those problems in the face. If he can't, he does not know. Like, he's got the wristicuffs for the fisticuffs, and then he knows how to kiss. But hold hands, a pinky? What are we doing? Yeah, and he knows how to show up for a relationship when there's drama. But mm-hmm. the little intimacy moments, he doesn't know how to do. He could barely open his mouth and talk. So this is not a Lindsay being Kirsten's sister thing. This is a Ryan thing? Well, did him and Marissa go around? They definitely didn't hold fucking pinkies. Newport High? No, I think he gave her a pinky because he's awkward. But instead of saying, let's have a conversation because this is weird he's offering her a pinky. He doesn't know how to actually start and own conversation. That's a good point because if it the pinky was terrible, but if we didn't get the pinky, we wouldn't have had that fucking vacuum hot kiss at the end, right? Right, so so she vacuum drags hot. him outside. She drags him outside, and then he's saved by the puking Seth. But then uh, at the party, we'll get to the party next episode. There's a giant party that cones because it's the OC, of course there is. She, they're in the pool hall, and they're like, this has been a little weird, right? This has been a little weird, and this is when they do the TV thing of like, let's kiss, see if we like each other. And then just start to kiss. And Kirsten walks in and goes, have you seen Seth? And they're like, nope, didn't see his kiss, thanks. And has it ever been more obvious that two people were kissing in the history of kissing? No, but I, Kirsten is so upset that Seth is missing and because he is grounded because <laughs> of his drunk stealth and is so in her head, this is my sister, this is my son, surely they would never kiss. I think she was more worried about Haley and Ryan than Lindsay and Ryan ever. But like... She was been her. She's been her sister for five minutes, and Ryan isn't really her son. But that's not how anybody acts. <laughs> and so that's, she leaves, and they go, "That was weird." And then the what do you the vacuum kiss? Vacuum sexy space kiss. Vacuum sexy space. space. That sucking sound is what he likes. Who doesn't? like But that? no, like every time somebody says, "Like oh, we should try this kiss," he, it's so tight lipped and white. And they open mouths and then charge at each other. Like, oh, it doesn't matter how this feels because we are—we don't care about the family part. We want this, and our mouths are open enough to prove it to each other. They go in. So that's their saga. We do have this. That's it for this show. Michael, come on. When we come back next week, we will talk about what's going on with the Coopers, finish Summer and Zach, finish Seth's, and get to all of the awards. Stay gay, dads. Get me those Green Lantern JPEGs. Elytra! California! California!